Hello folks, this is Jason here, and thanks for tuning in to the Santa Banter Podcast. A quick message before we start the episode. The last thing we want is to ruin the Christmas magic for any children out there. We will be discussing some of the -the behind-the-scenes aspects of the Christmas season, so it may not be best for little ears to hear. Parents, we do encourage you to listen though. You might learn a tip or two about making the most wonderful time of year a little more magical. Anyway, on with the episode. And welcome welcome to to Santa Banter. Banter a podcast for those who love to get dressed up in the big red suit. Hi, my name's Santa Jason. And I am Santa Dave. And this is episode 10, an interview with Santa Rick. And what do you go by? Do you prefer Vic, Diva, Mrs. Claus? What's your preference? Diva Claus. Diva Claus. Claus. With that Santa Rick. Singing Santa, singing Santa and Diva Claus. That's our tag names, yeah. Perfect. Well, we've got these special guests on Santa Banter this week. It's an absolute pleasure from, uh, as you can tell, not from our little corner, small corner of the world, from, uh, from California, <laughs> USA. <laughs> Welcome to Santa Banter. Thank you for having Thank us. You Thank you so very much. much. I've got to say, it's so good to have an international, someone that's not from Australia, because Santa Jason and I, we talk a lot about what it means to be a Santa in Australia. Um, and we, we've seen some kind of things that happen overseas, but it's really exciting to have someone who can give us that perspective especially in the u.s where it's such a big deal like i think christmas or what we see for movies anyway is that christmas is huge uh in america so yeah really really appreciate you coming on board today um so i mean sorry you go no i was going to say there is a uh there's a huge segment of our economy that operates on an 11 month two or 10 month two month cycle which is why they have pushed christmas back to you know, Halloween out here because again, so many businesses make their profit in that two month period Mm. to make up for losses during the other 10. Yeah. And I think the same thing kind of happens here. I mean, we usually start our Christmas season early November. So we're getting, we're getting about the same uh, there. We, I mean, the earliest I think I've started working as a Santa was a November 9th. So we're getting, we're getting there. Um, But yeah. So, I mean, look, we'll, we'll start off, uh, I'll start off with you, Santa Rick, if that's okay. Can you tell sure. us how you became a, a Santa? Well, actually, you can blame Diva Claus for that. Um, oh, there we, we go. Were both, yeah, we were but like most professional Santas, my career began as a favor to somebody. Uh, in this case, it was my wife. Um, she was, um, we were both professional entertainers. We we're both professional singers. And she also had a straight job and uh, she was running a collection of uh, food and gifts for needy people uh, for her fellow employees. And they were having their final meeting just before the, uh, you know, the actual day. And they were sitting around and chatting. And one of them said, you know, some of these families have children. It would be so nice if Santa could bring their baskets to them this year. Mm -hmm. And everybody was like, yeah, but that's definitely not in our budget. And then a minute or two later, one of the (laughs) ladies said, you know, I believe we have an old Santa suit in our attic somewhere that nobody's used in years, but no, none of us could pull it off because they were all ladies and they all had a good (laughs) laugh about that. And then Diva brought the house down when she said, well, I know where there's a fat man with nothing better to do on Saturday morning. (laughs) And sure enough, she brought that suit home the next day. 
And I kid you not, it was the cheapest thing I've ever seen. It was so cheap. It was a pajama suit, basically. It tied behind the neck. That's how oh. cheap this suit was. And wow. it came with uh, boot toppers, a fake beard, and a wig. And I had a beard at the time, but it was much like yours. It was very short and completely the wrong color. And mm. I knew nothing about bleaching. So that first season, I had to wear that fake beard over my real beard and had to carry, had to wear the uh, wig just to match it. And I looked horrid, so bad, in fact, that in 2008, when a client commissioned me to create a video for them called Bad Santas, I called <laughs> the worst Santa performances I could find on the internet. And honesty compelled me to put three clips from my first season in that video. <laughs> That's how bad I was. But here's the thing that your visitor, that your listeners will love to hear. As bad as I felt, as embarrassed as I felt, as intimidated as I felt, when I walked through the door for that first family, those kids did not care. All yeah. they saw was Santa. And their response was all I needed when we walked back out the door. Diva says, well, how do you feel? And I said, I feel 10 feet tall and bulletproof. <laughs> You we became that do superhero this that is Santa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't let me near tall buildings because I might try to fly. <laughs> <laughs> Was that the best, uh, the best decision you think you've made, Diva? Or do you think, in hindsight, you go, you've opened up a can of worms now that can't be put back in? <laughs> Um, I think it was the best thing that I did. Uh, you, you have to understand that when our daughter was born, she was two months old when Christmas came, and I uh, bought a bunch of gifts for her and put them under the tree, wrapped. And he's like, "Oh, don't tell this really? story." But this is this is at this point it was 1992, ten years prior. So he and he he was like, "Bah humbug!" And the stores got you and. My money, 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 and buying gifts and all this. And I said, I don't care. My daughter's going to get gifts. You know, our daughter's going to get gifts under the tree. And she did. And so for the next few years, it was the bah humbug kind of stuff until that day with the charity. <laughs> when the day with the charity happened, life changed. And he felt it. And, it, and it's been awesome ever since. I'm, I'm very glad to have done it. I was not Mrs. Claus at that home, by the way. She I, didn't come until the next you. year. Mm. I got to tell you, when you are, when we are working the throne and the crowd is helping and the spell starts to work, you can feel the spell when it starts to work over the whole crowd. Yeah. There mm. is nothing. There is no experience that at least I've ever experienced. I mean, maybe a touchdown in the Super Bowl or <laughs> over the long wall in the World Series, something like that might compete with it. But my favorite moment of all, I will never forget, was when I caught the eye of a dad toward the back of the crowd. Uh, well, a few rows away from me. I caught his eye, and he was looking at me, and I was looking at him. And we both realized at the same moment that he was believing in this as much as the kid mm. he was holding in his yep. hand. And that changed me right there. Mm. Mm. I was, I've, told, I've told Dave this story that my first day when I went in to do, you know, we do a, a couple of days um, standard training and get the suit fitted and whatnot, that I walked into the room a touch late. because um, Well, not late, but all the other Santas are really early and they're all heart, various, just 10 or 15 other Santas in the room. 
and they've all got various levels of Santa outfits and they're dressed or they're, you know, trying pants and jackets on. And I walk in and go, there's so many Santas in this room. This is amazing. And then it took a second to register that that's... That's you. That's me. And it's just this moment of... Felt like I was, you know, seven years old again. I can completely understand that story. It's, it's. Yeah, I love to. I used. I don't do it anymore, but I used to go to a lot of auditions when I used to do commercials and TV and off quite a little bit. And I would go to auditions, and for some reason, nobody who does an audition anywhere in uh, Los Angeles County can find their studio within 20 blocks of a parking space. (laughs) So I would show up and I would have my boots and my fur and my, I just, I would start undressing as I walked along because I would start overheating. (laughs) So I would arrive fully dressed, ready to shoot the commercial. I would arrive at the studio, dragging my suit, half naked, (laughs) dripping sweat. Yeah. Not a pretty sight. (laughs) But being in Cali- in Los Angeles, people probably didn't look twice. You know, there's that right. going on in that. Even the homeless guys are like, "Hey, Santa." <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, how did you, you told us about uh, you know your daughter and, and that that first Christmas? Tour. How did you two meet? Then you're both professional singers. Was it in that circles, or was it you know gigging around? No. Was it just how did how did that come about? Another magic Many- moment. 1991, we met uh, through my brother. Uh, Santa Rick was a uh, roofer, and um, my brother was roofing for the same company. And they came back to the city where uh, the business was um, based out of. And at that time, I had just left my ex-husband and was living at my parents' home. So when my brother came by, he came with these two other guys, and Santa Rick was one of them. And I had... I had no interest. I had just left my ex-husband. There was no way. And I had a son. And um, by that evening, Santa Rick was on his knees asking me out. So, Oh, please, it, listen. I'm, if you're going to tell that story that way, I'm going to tell the story this way. It's not <laughs> that way. Within an hour. Not that within not an that hour that. That's true. She's right. We'll be the no, judge. You tell your stories and split the difference. Within no. an hour, she and I were joking around with each other, and about an hour after we met, she went to throw a, a paper tissue. towel or a napkin a tissue. tissue at me, jokingly, and she had, I think, a cigarette lighter in her hand, and it came out of her hand at the same time the out. tissue did, and the tissue dropped right to the floor, but that that lighter flew across the room and hit me right in the <laughs> family Yes. Yeah. And he went yeah. down on his knees. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And that's why I was on yeah. my knees okay. in the first hour. That was Fox the first literally time. flying. Yeah. But, but, <laughs> but later that night, he was actually on his knees asking me out. It, oh, it wasn't right. that he's moment. Right. It was a couple of times that night. And I said, no, I have a son. I just left my ex-husband. I'm not ready for that. And uh, it was about two weeks later that I finally gave in and, and went out with him for breakfast. And at the two beach, weeks, and it was more like a... 24 hours, and I only no. had to dial it up to three <laughs> out of ten. So, <laughs> anyway, oh, and we've basically God. been together ever since. <laughs> yeah. yeah, beautiful. So, um, so you were bo- you're both professional singers, uh, and and you're still singing, obviously, because you've got the singing Santa. Uh, can you tell us a bit more about that? Oh, sure. That's um, 
I figured out very early that um, in order to compete with some of the Santas that are out there, we were going to need a hook. Uh, some guys are the puppet Santa, some guys are mm. the ventriloquist Santa, some guys mm. are the magic Santa. Well, I decided I would be singing Santa. Mm. And since uh, I started this in 2002, so the internet was still a borning, and I had no trouble getting uh, our website was seven letters, Rick and Vic. Um, Amazing. And then, yeah, I know. And then when I decided to become, we became Singing Santa and Diva Claus. I, I remember the day, I remember the day I announced that she was going to be Diva Claus. She said, no. <laughs> I said, Why not? I said, it fits so perfectly. And she's like, nope, divas are arrogant and conceited and people don't like them. And I'm like, Celine Dion, Mariah Carey, Beyonce. Ben Adler, they're all <laughs> divas. They all proudly yeah. own it. So after a while, <laughs> she began to lean into it a little bit. And, you know, fast forward 15 years and nobody in the Santa world knows her real name. Oh, wow. they don't nobody know in the, me nobody in the gaming know world knows name. her real name either. Yeah. She goes by <laughs> diva in the gaming world. Yeah. Well, we have to back up a little bit because um, in 2002 was when I got him started with that charity. But in 2003, uh, I said, you know, if you if you liked this so much, we can get you your own suit, cheesy suit like that one. And <laughs> Nana, we can go sing. We can go sing Christmas carols at people's Caroling, homes. That's right. And do Amazing. it for little kids that we know, you know, and stuff. And so we ended up buying that same cheesy suit off of the internet. <laughs> and when it when it came that day, he put it all on, and um, I said, "Did everything come?" And he said, "I'm missing one thing." And I started looking. I went wig, you know, hair, beard, hat, boots, covers, belt. What yep. are you missing? He went, "Mrs. Claus." Oh, and I, what a I said, job! What a right? job! I know. Okay, I turned right? it up to four. Okay, I turned <laughs> it up to four. So I said, don't look at me. I don't look a thing like that. And I'm only 38 years old because at that time I was. <laughs> and he said, you don't look like that, but we could make you look like that. Mm. And I went, okay. So we ended up um, uh, getting a suit off of eBay, a lady that retired her suit after 25 years. And I was the lucky winner of that um, auction. And Mrs. Claus was born that year. Diva Claus was born that year. We and did I'm going to tell you day. right now, Diva is what the professional photographers call a getter. This, the kids who won't get close to Santa mm. will just climb up in her lap and love her to death. And I mm. can slip up behind them and lean around the throne. And we get pictures that nobody else can, that, yeah. that the parents have not had that till that point in their life. Yeah. We were That's chatting about this last week, Jason, uh, that I think we're going to see, because in, in Australia, Mrs. Claus happens at just some, like the big events, like the store, the opening of the season and things like that. But we think that Mrs. Claus is going to become, uh, you know, a bigger thing in Australia specifically over, over the next few years, because I think, I think it's so important. And it, it, you're right, it's a powerful tool because kids that are scared of this big bearded man are going to absolutely love Mrs. Claus. So um, it's great to hear that you've had success with that because uh, I think we're going to start to see it more here. Uh, do you it will largely to... depend on the budget of your clients of as course. well because it of will course. increase their talent and mm. cost. Of course. Do you always work together now or do you sometimes go off as Santa Rick and um, Mrs. Claus only comes along for, for some of the rides now? 
We have right? been to um, several parties or, or corporate type events um, and stuff together. We have returning customers that we've been to together. Uh, some of those came to us from somebody else that couldn't do it one year and they didn't have a Mrs. Claus and I showed up with him and they were uh, just anticipating him and here I came. And by the way, I don't look like this when I do it. I have white hair, a white wig. I put white mm. mascara and my eyelashes and eyebrows. I look nothing like me when I do that. And I've actually fooled 11 and 12 year old children that know me personally. So um, wow. I become her, you know, I just become her. And um, so we've been, you know, we've had one client that we've had for uh, 16 years now. I think wow. it's 16, more 16, incredibly years than now. that though, more, even more incredibly than that. Diva works with a number of professional Santas who don't have their, on Mrs. Claus. Uh, some seasons she does more events with other Santas than she does with me. Oh, and I push, when I sell her as hard as I can. <laughs> that's when I'm Mistress Claus. Uh, I'm just kidding. And <laughs> uh, cut clip back. <laughs> race, race, race. Oh, fantastic. I'm just teasing. <laughs> but I Maybe do, that's a slightly different outfit that, you know, you've got your, your diva claws. I always one that's. Yeah, I always say that's shorter skirt and taller boots. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just you know wait till wait till a client asks you to do a blue set. I have uh, I have been the uh, I, I shouldn't name the company, but I have been the official Santa for a major restaurant in the Southern California in southwestern United States, and I do their corporate headquarters. For the past 11 years, I do a day at their corporate headquarters. Um, they have a school for the employees' children and things like that. So I spend a day there working with the kids, uh, going through the 11 or 12 floors, uh, appearing with the uh, executives and things like that. And then they have a, an executive party uh, at a resort somewhere in the area. And I do that event. Uh, and you know, it's usually a huge success as well. And one, one year they came to me and said, the uh, vice president or something is hosting a, an intimate gathering in his home. And he was wondering if you would mind appearing as a blue Santa. And I was like, I only have the red suit. So <laughs> they were like, no, what we mean is we would like you to perform blue material. And then I caught on to what they were saying. They wanted an adult oriented event. And sure enough, I mean, it was, I won't go into much detail and I was not obscene by any no, stretch of the imagination, <laughs> but absolutely. I, we, we had some, some gentle, yeah. Anyway, it was, only, an, it was an evening. It's only eleven o'clock in the morning here, Santa. No. We need to cover that stuff yet. We need. A... I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. I meant to say I turned them down flat. <laughs> uh, did they make you wear, you know, like a short shorts and a, you know, no. No shirt under your jacket, just to show a little bit just of chaps. chest hair? Just the just the red chaps with the bells. That's all they'd let me wear. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. You guys will never get that out of your brain. I apologize for that vision. I can't either. That's the scary part. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, uh, one 
question that we like to ask. I've had a couple of guests on the show and, and Dave and I have talked about this a lot, but we're both younger Sanders. I'm 35. Dave's 28, if I remember correctly. 26. 26. Sorry, Dave. That's all right. <laughs> um, and both younger Santas in where we are. Um, we had a guest on uh, a few weeks back who, was, who started when he was, um, was 17 when he started. Yes, okay. 17. So we kind of have a bit of a strong um, theme of, of young Santadom as well, because we want to encourage people we know to get involved and not just think they have to wait until they're grandparents or, or semi-retired or you know, they can actually grow the full white beard. Um, I You're had right. Be- I had a big, long beard that was that was dark, but uh, I work in a hospital as a security guard. So with COVID happening at the moment, I've had to de-beard. And it's a little bit sad, but, you know, swings and roundabouts. But we like to ask about your... When you started as Santa's and Diva Claus, uh, some of the things you learned when you got going and what advice then for new and for younger Santas that we can then, well, selfishly take a little bit on ourselves, but also with those who we, you know, want to encourage to take on the, the red coat of Santadom. Probably the first thing that I advise um, noobs in the Santa world is try to figure out which kind of Santa you are going to be best at. There are set Santas who are basically there to um, inter- not really entertain, but interact for 15 to 45 seconds with a small child and maybe a, a parent or a couple of siblings. And then the pictures are going to take place. Mm. And then 15 seconds later, they're going to be exiting the set. There are catalog Santas who are basically looks. They work with photographers and they do catalog material. They do commercials and things like that. I am the third type of Santa. I am a live performance p- Santa. And most of the Santas, I, was, I, will, I should clarify that many of the Santas that uh, make their way up to the leadership levels of the Santa world are event Santas because they have the personality, they mm. have the confidence level, they have the people skills, the language skills, and things like that. And as a singing Santa, I had an additional hook because I write and produce a new original Santa Christmas song every year for my Mm. clientele, a song that has not existed in the world until my clients heard it for the first time. And then after the season is over, if the response is positive from a majority of the clients, then I sing it at our annual Santa reunion during our annual talent show. So the first time it's performed in public is for a Santa crowd, it's for a Claus crowd. Yeah. And then if that response is positive enough, then I produce it and put it on the, on the internet. You really workshop the material to, to fine tune it and get the, the right reactions. Of course. From the- <laughs> my most popular song of all i hasten to confess is one that i did not write it was stolen directly from the animaniacs tv <laughs> cartoon and it is yakko's <laughs> countries of the world and if you've ever heard that bit um it, he goes he runs through 120 countries of the world to the tune of the Mexican hat dance. Yeah. <laughs> and I set it up in advance by saying, by the way, before we get started tonight, I'd like to apologize to anyone in the room who may have been involved in the incident of aught eight. If you were, you know, that's the year Santa had a senior moment, forgot some of the places he was supposed to go on his route. 
But luckily, Mrs. Claus was monitoring my progress on the EOS network. And she was able, by the way, that means elf on a shelf. If you have one in your home, you're part of the network. I thank you for your service. But anyway, Mrs. Claus caught it right away. And so when I came home that night, she came out and said, you forgot some places. She made me reload the sleigh, go back out and take care of everybody. But when I finally got home at the end of the night, she made me sit right down and make a list of everywhere I was supposed to go on Christmas Eve so this could never happen again. And then when I brought her the list, she took one look at it and said, it's windy in the sleigh and you're a klutz, so you'll probably lose a list. You need to memorize that entire list before you can have your Christmas cookies this year. And I'm telling you right now, nothing motivates Santa like withholding his Christmas cookies. So <laughs> I sat right down and memorized that entire song. You want to hear it? Absolutely. And yeah. Party begins. Please. Do you really want to hear it? Okay. Sure. <laughs> so. Every no. year now, <laughs> it's, it's about three minutes. Um, so every year when I leave the North Pole now, I always begin in the same place. United States, Canada, Mexico, Panama, Haiti, Jamaica, Peru, Republic, Dominican, Cuba, Caribbean, Greenland, El Salvador too, Puerto Rico, Colombia, Venezuela, Honduras, Guiana, and still Guatemala, Bolivia, then Argentina, and Ecuador, Chile, Brazil, Costa Rica, Belize, Nicaragua, Bermuda, Bahamas, Tobago, San Juan, Paraguay, Uruguay, Suriname, and French Guiana, Barbados, and Guam, and then I go to Europe, Norway, and Sweden, and Iceland, and Finland, and Germany, now in one piece, Switzerland, Austria, Czechoslovakia, Italy, Turkey, and Greece, Poland, Romania, Scotland, Albania, Ireland, Russia, Oman, Bulgaria, Saudi Arabia, Hungary, Cyprus, Iraq, and Iran, there's Syria, Lebanon, Israel, Jordan, Bulgaria, Kuwait, and Bahrain, the Netherlands, Luxembourg, Belgium, and Portugal, France, England, Denmark, and Spain, and then I go to Asia, India, Pakistan, Burma, Afghanistan, Thailand, Nepal, and Bhutan, Kampuchea, Malaysia, then Bangladesh, Asia, China, Korea, Japan, Mongolia, Laos, and Tibet, Indonesia, the Philippine Islands, Taiwan, Sri Lanka, New Guinea, Sumatra, New Zealand, in Borneo and Vietnam, Tunisia, Morocco, Uganda, Angola, Zimbabwe, Djibouti, Botswana, Mozambique, Zambia, Swaziland, Gambia, Guinea, Algeria, Ghana. And that's where I made my mistake that night. So when I went back out for the last time, I was in a real hurry to get to Burundi, Soto, and Malawi, Togo, the Spanish Sahara is gone, Niger, Nigeria, Chad, and Liberia, Egypt, Benin, and Gabon, Tanzania, Somalia, Kenya, and Mali, Sierra Leone, and Algiers, Dominic, Namibia, Senegal, Libya, Cameroon, Congo, Zaire, Ethiopia, Cameroon, Congo, Zaire. Okay. No, there that's, you go. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was amazing. That's if he's in Santa suit, you know, it actually uh, comes out a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> Once he got started in a year. <laughs> Once he got started, I was invested. I'm like, let's just keep going. I don't care if anybody else doesn't like this. <laughs> well, in that case, you might like. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I also did, my my most recent one was one called Santa Went to California. It's sung to the tune of. Uh, Charlie Daniels, the devil went to, devil went to Georgia. Georgia, right? Yeah. Fantastic, yeah. yeah. And it's a song about that was the, mine. The that was my thought, yeah, because <laughs> I heard it on the radio, and I said, "You ought to write a song to that." And Amazing. the next, the next Santa reunion, he got up and did it, and I had no clue he had written it. And here I was going. Brilliant. Yes. It's about a nine-year-old boy, a genius nine-year-old kid, who sets a trap for Santa with uh, two dozen. 
Krispy Kreme donuts. <laughs> and Santa eats them all so fast he can't get out the uh, chimney. And the kid <laughs> has the key to the front door in his hand. And he challenges Santa to a contest. Amazing. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll it's post. online. You guys can look it up on, your, on YouTube if you want to hear it. Oh, we'll, we'll post... link it to the listeners too. Yeah. yeah. Mm, we'll post a link to it. Um, yeah. Santa Vic, what? Santa Vic. Santa D- Diva Claus. Sorry, I've got to make sure I get that right. Uh, okay. Diva Claus, what advice for um, Mrs. Claus and, and uh, other non-Santa Claus characters do you have uh, for people who might be interested or, or their partners do it and uh, well, get into the Mrs. Claus? There's a lot of literature, a lot of things about being Santa, but not as much about um, right. Mrs. Claus. I think one of the biggest things for Mrs. Claus is she is there to, of course, as he stated, um, children will come to me. I, I like working with Down syndrome mm. um, um, people, children. Uh, they're my favorite and the best ones that I like getting in pictures and things because they've never had pictures of Santa before. But the biggest thing I think for Mrs. Claus, if she's working with a Santa, is to make sure he has no crumbs in his beard that he, you know, that it's straight, you know, his belt straight, um, that, yeah, basically that, that I'm there to make sure he's put together. And then I say, do I have lipstick on my teeth, you know, or something <laughs> that, like, now you got to check me out, but, um, to, to make sure he's put together and stays put together during his, um, during his, um, his visits and, um, looks good. And looks good. I think he looks good anyway. But also for high volume events like uh, the Laguna Niguel tree lighting that we've done for like 11 years now, there are so many people that attend that event. Uh, some venues will will resolve that issue by simply hiring more Santas. For instance, In and Out Burgers hires. 10 Santas for their corporate enrichment event, just in Southern California alone. They'll mm. take they'll take out the entire Ontario Convention Center. They'll have 10,000 employees show up for the same party at the same time. And they have 10 Santa booths set up in Pipe and Drape uh, uh, Valley at one end of the Coliseum. And they just have employees bring the, Santa, bring the families to the next Santa available as they yep. go through. And even then, it's such a high volume event that I have maybe a minute, a minute and a half with each mm. family as they come through. But in smaller events that are still high volume, it really pays off to have a Mrs. Claus with you because we can split up and she can take an entirely different crowd into another room mm. and do readings and take pictures with them and things like that. It doubles the entertainment value and the, and the rate of processing for the clientele. The value of having a Mrs. Claus is is so high, it seems, uh, that, yeah, definitely more more companies and more shopping centers or more uh, organizations should start looking at having Mrs. Claus characters um, there as well, almost as, uh, just yeah. as important as Santa. Yeah. Yeah. I actually do a mall here um, in Westminster, California, and um, I've, I've been doing it for, well, not this year, but I have done it for three years straight. Um, and it's an awesome thing. But I also think that one of my biggest um, pluses with us is I speak a little bit of several languages. So I speak Farsi, I speak a little Greek, I speak Tagalog, so I can speak to Filipino people. I mean, I I speak Spanish, I speak, uh, 
I barely speak English, but and she's uh, only gotten me beat up twice. <laughs> I don't know what she said, but he punched me right in the face. So, so that's always a good thing. And and I remember just a couple of years ago at the Laguna Niguel tree lighting ceremony, there was a little girl that came in with her mom and her grandma, and her mom and her came uh, came into the room first where I was uh, going to read for children. They were the only ones in there at the time I said did you want to take a picture she goes we're waiting for my grandma and I was like oh okay and she I said well what's your name she said Athena I said "Ooh, Athena like the Greek goddess yeah. she said uh-huh I said were you named after Athena the great Greek goddess she said uh-huh I said okay so when grandma came in they came in and they she came up and sat on my lap and took pictures with me. And when she was done, her mom said, what do you say? She said, thank you. I said, I believe you say Escarizo. And she went, oh. And I said, no, you're supposed to say, I'm supposed to say Paracolo. You're welcome. And they were just like, what? So, yeah, I, I, I enjoy that part of it. It brings them to their their heritage and their in their lives, you know, yeah. and uh, and when they ask me how I know their language, I just tell them Mrs. Claus is very worldly. Amazing. And, and I'll they... add one more thing. If she's work, if if she's with me, she helps the dads engage in the fantasy a lot more because they react to her where they may not react with me, where they may not naturally interact with me. They just immediately flow into her personality. Amazing makes it just that little bit more special. You know, it's already special, but just adds a layer. And when the well, kids see dad yeah. hugging Mrs. Claus, it just <laughs> becomes real. Yeah. Well, you can have those connections when you, you talk in different language. And, and we spoke about this a few weeks ago. We couldn't try and learn some Auslan, which is our sign language in Australia, to be able to communicate with some uh, deaf children. But it really makes a difference, doesn't it? When you can have that little connection uh, and learn a few things that will help uh, it's like when we have um, Muslim uh, kids come into the Santa set, uh, I always greet them with a salam alaikum, which means, you know, welcome or hello and, and that kind of thing. And the, the parents' faces light up and so do the kids. Yes. And just when you can do those little things and you have some of those tips and tricks, it really, really helps, uh, you know, generate some warmth and that Christmas magic, you know? So Definitely. we have a tag phrase, a catch line that we use to break the, the ice and situations where there may be mixed um, religious groups um, we say we don't want anybody to feel uh, left out so we just want to wish everybody lucky Christmahana Kwansadan everybody <laughs> I love it I love it inclusive love it so we're going to wrap up this part of the episode we're going to do you know split it and do two episodes so next week there'll be another part but one thing we like to ask a lot of people who a lot of the people who have been with us um, is what their favorite Christmas song and Christmas movie are. Dave and I have our favorites. And I know Ricky sent through um, a little article, which we'll post. Um, but Santa, uh, Diva Claus, what's your favorite Christmas songs? Um, and it well, better be singing Santa. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm probably more on the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and I don't mean the song. I mean the movie and the yep. song in it with where Clarice and he meet and uh, where she sings to him, there's always 
tomorrow for dreams to come true. That's probably my most favorite out of everything. And I realize it's not really a Christmas song, but it's it's part of my Christmas. Yeah. And from my childhood. Magic for you. Yeah. It's from my childhood, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. My favorite Christmas song, which ironically, I can only remember one half of the title right now. It's the um, it's the one that Bing Crosby did with David Bowie, uh, Little, Little Drummer Peace Boy, on Earth. and yeah. Peace, Peace on Earth. Earth. Yeah. Peace on Earth. Um, mm. I love that song so much that I've recorded it three times. And the video that I, the music video that I made, I played both parts. So I actually interacted with myself in the video all the time. And it looked like people wrote back and said, I didn't know Rick was twins. <laughs> yeah, you know. So it worked. And that is a beautiful song. I really love that. And there's some good versions out there. There's a version with Jack Black singing it as well. And there's some really, um, but it is, that, that, that's probably one of my favorite Christmas songs too, um, which is great. So what about movies? What's your favorite Christmas movie, Santa Rick? Oh, um, probably still uh, Christmas Vacation. It's yes. just, it uh, elevates the, it elevates the, I mean, he, he played that role, Clark Griswold, uh, in five, he played that role five different times, but that he never nailed it more than he did there. And yep. that Chris, and that tree, how that tree lighting scene, <laughs> I mean, excuse me, the house lighting scene that he does is just such a, 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 a quilt of supporting characters and mm. they just lift his character up the whole during the whole scene. And I think it's, I think it's the best moment of his career. Mm. Yeah. It's yeah. In that list you mentioned is that, and Dave's favorite actually falls in that list as well. I think it was number miracle on 34th street. Yeah. Yeah. And of Love course, that. elf, but of the elf, what's your favorite color? Elf, oh, my elf is yeah. elf is brilliant it's such a classic one we always play at school for the kids at the end of the year and stuff like that it's just uh yeah what a what a modern classic that is uh, yes. so, um david claus do you share some of the same christmas movies i love elf um as i stated rudolph for the red nosed reindeer will always be my favorite with the music in it and stuff mm. um and of course you know it has burl ives as one of the as the snowman who's doing mm. the narration on it. And that's, that's a special thing because he's from our past and, and um, from our childhood and everything. But Elf would probably be my second favorite. Until Paramount <laughs> finishes Sneezy the Snowman, Elf will probably hold her heart. That's my favorite book. That's my favorite book. <laughs> Sneezy the Snowman. Sneezy the Snowman. <laughs> Amazing. Well, we look forward to continuing this chat on the next episode. So, uh, Can't wait. Thank you, guys. In, and we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. Cheers. Thank you. If you'd like to get in touch, we are Santa Banter Podcast at gmail.com or search Santa Banter Podcast on Facebook or Instagram.